Arc 5, Chapter 41, Heroic Reveries. You sure came back early. As they returned to the city hall, Anastasia greeted them with a somewhat strained smile. Having left the building full of bravado only to return like this, Anastasia's face was quite honestly the last face Subaru wanted to see. But this was no time to be concerned with such feelings. Yeah, I'm back. But I'll head out again as soon as I'm done here. That's just something I have to try in the city hall first. Did you come up with something again? I got a bad feeling about this. Well, the, the first shelter was a horrible sight. I mentioned that in the conversation mirror already, and I think the influence of Wrath must have affected the other shelters as well. So they've succumbed to the sharing of emotions. It's not like I don't feel it myself. If I let my mood drop, it feels like it'll just keep on dropping forever. But I guess it works a little differently on everybody. Subaru nodded in agreement with Anastasia's analysis. In fact, Subaru had also noticed the same on the streets. The effectiveness of Sirius's authority varied drastically according to the distance between them. Perhaps simply being aware of the authority's existence could help alleviate its effects as well. The fact that Subaru had been able to calm Garfield and Al down in that way proved this. I don't know the shelter got like that, but I can't help but worry about the same thing happening to the main force bunched up here. I'd really rather not come back here, only to get caught up in another blood sacrifice or something. Well, you don't need to worry about that. Luckily, we only have intelligent, rational people here. Though, I can't say the same about the guy who's always screwing up the mood. Al, who had arrived along with Subaru, spoke up while looking around the first floor of the city hall. Hearing him, Anastasia snorted, putting a stop to Al's smart assery with a jab. Seeing Al reply with a silent shrug, Anastasia turned back to Subaru. So, what are you planning to do? You came back because you had an idea, right? Ah, uh, uh, right. By the way, where's Julius? He isn't with you? I don't like being bombarded with question after question, you know. Julius has been acting a little strange. I think part of it's because we haven't found Joshua yet, but... I have a feeling that's not all. Acting... strange? Ah, uh, now that you mention it, he was a little strange, wasn't he? Waking up after the failed attack on the city hall, Subaru did notice that Julius was less articulate than usual. He seemed to be making judgments and suggestions that he would never have made in normal circumstances, and there was a visible lack of confidence about him. He was a man with a strong sense of duty. Subaru had thought that it had been regret for letting Gluttony escape. But perhaps there was more to that story. Captain, you've a bad habit of concerning yourself with every problem out there. I know you're worried about Julius, but that ain't something we can fix right now. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <sighs> well, I'm sure that guy will do just fine on his own, without anyone worrying about him. <sighs> Compared to that, we got our own things to deal with. Anastasia, son. The broadcasting meteor on the top floor is still in working condition, right? Like, it's not broken. Uh, nor did we lose the instruction manual or something? Brought back by Garfield's reminder, Subaru asked this question. On the receiving end, Anastasia blinked her round eyes a few times before answering. 
It's not broken, and I've worked with similar devices before, so that's fine. But what are you planning to do with it? Seeing the surprise in Anastasia's eyes, Subaru scratched his cheek. Even though he had expected her to oppose it, it was the only plan he could think of. In terms of minimizing casualties, it would also be the most effective measure. As I said in the communication mirror, the area is currently under the authority of Raf's influence. The shelter we visited... became washed in blood because some small irritation was allowed to fester. The slightest negative emotion could spiral into an extreme disaster. It's... scary. Exactly. The more people there are, the harder it is to control them, and the panic will spread even quicker. That said, with the refuge shelters, or even without the shelters, people will tend to huddle together, right? Subaru quietly nodded to Anastasia's question. What was so frightening about Sirius's authority was that the bigger the group of people, the more powerful its influence would become. And upon hearing the witch cult's threats over the broadcasts, people could not help but form groups because of their anxiety. A truly sickening way of exploiting people's helplessness. It was unclear whether the witch cult had been hoping for their cooperation, but the fact remained that it had created a vicious cycle that was threatening those people's lives this very moment. Do you mean to say you've thought of a way to counter it? It's only a maybe this could work kind of thing. I do think it's worth trying. It's just... In front of Anastasia's expectant gaze, Subaru's words abruptly trailed off. Seeing this, Anastasia narrowed her eyes as if to peer into Subaru's innermost thoughts, while Subaru exhaled a deep breath. <sighs> Once we start doing it, everything will be heard by the witch call. Word for word. So, there's the possibility that we could run into other problems if we provoke those guys. And in exchange, there's a good chance that we can reduce the threat that's already upon us. Yeah, that's right. Now that we've retaken the City Hall, considering Sirius's authority is currently affecting the shelters, even though it's hard to balance the risks, I, I still think... It's impossible to imagine how the Witch Cult would react if a monumental action were to be taken. The dangers were equivalent to bringing a burning match into a stash of gunpowder as was always the case when dealing with the witch cult. What made it so difficult to assess was that the gunpowder could also blow on its own at any moment, regardless if a match were brought or not. I think I more or less know what you're planning to do now, Natsuki-kun. Really? After briefly sinking into thought, Anastasia let out a long sigh and spoke. Hearing this, Subaru raised his brows, surprised at her reaction. Going by the flow of the conversation, and since he asked about the broadcasting device at the start, I'd be more worried if I still couldn't figure it out. Well, yeah, I guess. So, what do you think? Oh, you're against it, aren't you? Just as he had taught beforehand, she would probably oppose it. Therefore, Subaru would have no other choice than to clear the giant hurdle of convincing Anastasia in a war of wards. <sighs> what am I gonna do with you? What? You okay with it? Logically speaking, it'd be the best course of action. 
No matter how much I like winning, if it means leaving a mountain of corpses behind by the time we defeat the witch cult, there'd be too bad of an aftertaste left in the mouth. Getting that unexpected answer, for a moment, Subaru was stunned. Meanwhile, Anastasia bit her lip as if trying to deal with some indigestible emotion inside her. But it was Garfield who broke the silence. Yo, Captain! Nanchan! What are you guys talking about? Such an unperceptive child. Even my Ricardo could have figured it out. To Garfield, who was left out of the loop, Anastasia tossed that unsparing remark. Garfield gritted his fangs in annoyance, but Al patted his shoulder from behind, laughing at Garfield as the latter turned around. Basically, what bro's thinking is this. Rather than trying to stop the authority of wrath from spreading throughout the city, it'd be quicker and easier to try to turn it around to our advantage instead. Turn it around? What are ya? Sirius's ability is to share emotions. When people get anxious and afraid, that emotion swells as more people bunch together, until eventually, it gets set off by something insignificant and explodes. So... If we can replace fear and anxiety with another emotion, painted over with something like hope, then those feelings will be what's shared instead. Garfield's doubts were cleared by Al and Subaru, then lastly by Anastasia. While listening, Garfield's eyes grew wider as he leaked a groan of understanding. Ah, so that's it. Then, they won't be killing each other. And if things go well, even the ones whose spirits were broken will return to the fight. If they're engulfed by the atmosphere around them, even seasoned fighters would be unable to stand. If we can release them from that anxiety, I think we won't have any problem bolstering our forces anymore. Ain't that awesome? Do it, Captain! We got that meteor! So the sooner we start... Wait, wait! It's not all that simple. It's not like I hadn't considered it myself. Anastasia clapped her hands to stop the overexcited Garfield. Seeing this, Garfield bared his fangs. Huh? Why are we holding off? You just said you agreed, didn't ya? Don't tell me you're backing out at the last moment. I never said I'm backing out. I told ya, I've thought about this. There's another problem to this, beside these simple pros and cons. Pros and cons? Uh, those are the ones we talked about earlier. No? The pros the goal of the strategy itself, eliminating the anxiety and despair from the citizens so we don't have that constant threat at our backs. The cons that whatever we broadcast into the city will naturally also reach the ears of the witch cult. We've got absolutely no idea how they'll react. Anastasia raised her hands to both Garfield, who bit his lip, and Subaru, who remained calm. However... She continued. In terms of disadvantages, I believe they're almost negligible. In the first place, when they were making their demands, the witch cult never forbade resistance. It's as if they don't even mind if they're thwarted or opposed. Now that you mention it, even though we attacked the city hall, they didn't use that as an excuse to exact any retribution. What they did to the people in the city hall was just for their own amusement. Amusement? I like that choice of words. It's a pretty accurate way of describing those guys' sick inclinations. Anastasia sighed, while Subaru wanted to gag just at the thought of those Synarch bishops' faces. However, they both agreed that there was no extra risk in making the broadcast itself. So then, 
Anastasia's concern was... While I've got no objections about the broadcast itself, the problem would be... What'll it contain, and who'll be making the speech? What and... who? Not understanding what Anastasia was saying, Subaru furrowed his brows. If she was asking about who should make the broadcast over the city to rouse the hearts of the people and chase away their anxiety, then... Well, that's where Anastasia's son comes in. People recognise you as a royal candidate. If something inspiring comes from Anastasia's son's mouth... This might sound strange coming from me, but I think it's difficult to expect that kind of effect from my words. As much as I hate to admit it, I'm not up to that task. <sighs> Anastasia shook her head at Subaru's intuitive suggestion. Subaru did not understand what she meant, since, naturally, the whole of Prestelia would know about Anastasia's position as a royal candidate. They would be aware of the royal selection, her fame certainly far exceeded anyone else present. Not up to it? Why? I mean, Anastasia's son, you're- If renown's all that matters, then I'd indeed be the most suitable. If that's all it took to change things for the better, then I'd be happy to oblige. But that's not the case. My renown's unrelated to beating the witch cult. Someone famous is fighting the witch cult. That's the kind of knowledge that might have an effect, or not. But- In that case, it'd be pointless. What's needed is hope. Hope that can replace all the anxiety in people's hearts in a single stroke. Subaru had no words to reply to Anastasia's statement. Honestly, he wanted to chide her for her faint-heartedness, and to refute what she was saying. However, no one other than Anastasia herself was the one who seemed to rue the pitifulness of her statement the most. Anastasia could not have said those words without thinking. Quite the opposite. It was precisely because she had taught it over thoroughly that she had judged herself unworthy of that role. I can trick and beguile people with magnificent words, and I'm sure that out of every ten, five would be deceived. But it'd only be a frail, desperate straw that'd blow away at the slightest whiff of wind. All it'd accomplish was to create a momentary change in feeling. Th then what about Krushan? She has the military experience, and belongs to a noble family of Lagunica! Right, the words would certainly carry weight if they came from Krushan, if it were the former Krushan. The current Krushan doesn't have that kind of influence over people. Not to mention that Krushan's currently fighting for her life. That's a problem that's gotta be solved before asking her to inspire anyone else. Fighting for her life? It's that bad! Hearing that Krush was in a worse state than he had been told, Subaru took a step towards Anastasia. With the height difference between them, Anastasia looked up at Subaru and tightened her lips. Subaru quickly turned to Garfield, only to see him meekly shaking his head. The cat your Nechan won't let her die. I'm sure of it. She's poured so much of her life force into her. But I'm against putting the woman in front of the meteor and talk as well. Hell, she can barely make a sound. Stop it! Then what about Julius? If it's Julius, he'd- It's true that Julius is part of the Royal Knights, and is one of the greatest knights in the kingdom, and my pride. But how much did Julius's name mean in the city? At best, his chances are about the same as mine. 
And I'm more eloquent to boot. Krush was out of the question, and Julius was also shot down. Of the faces in the city hall who could possibly inspire hope in others, only Wilhelm and Ricardo were left. But Ricardo had neither the influence nor the popularity. And how could anyone ask this of Wilhelm now? Even if he agreed, what advantage would Wilhelm's title as the former commander of the Royal Knights even bring to the table? Then, what do we do? Who else is there? Well, just when Subaru thought he had found an effective countermeasure against Wrath, he was struck without anyone suitable enough to execute it. And while Subaru sank into these thoughts, Al casually raised his hand. If anyone's gonna do the broadcast, shouldn't it be you, bro? What? Hearing him say that as if it were a matter of course, it took Subaru a moment to react. Leaving his mouth gaping open, there was nearly no need to think twice about what Al had just said. Making such an unfunny joke at a time like this, what was he thinking? Say, Al, we're in the middle of a serious conversation here, the kind where every second counts. I can't deal with your jokes right now. Oi oi, wait a minute. I'm aware that I'm a guy Princess Sand hired because more than half of my remarks are irrelevant. But I wasn't joking just now. If you weren't joking, then what made you think I could do it? Either you're trying to be funny, or you're mad. And I don't know what's worse here. What's so crazy about that? Why don't you have a look around? Although Al was someone with not serious written all over him, at that, he suddenly lowered his voice and nudged with his chin. Following his movement, Subaru shifted his gaze to the two others beside him, Anastasia and Garfield, though Subaru imagined that they were just as baffled by those words. Boy, you guys too? Their gazes were serious, certainly not surprised or annoyed at all. They were staring at Subaru with sincere affirmation in their eyes. It was almost as if they were saying they agree with Al. You're kidding, right? Why do you look like you're all in agreement? If Anastasia and Julius can't do it, what makes you think I can? Well, like I said on the street, we all got this far because of you, bro. Garf agrees with me, judging from the way he keeps calling you Captain Captain and all that. How are those two things connected? It's the same thing. Have Garf call you Captain means you've done something right, bro. That just shows how much he trusts you, right? You seem to think what you did wasn't that big of a deal for some reason. But aside from you, who else in this world, let alone this city, can say they've defeated Sloth and the Witch Cult? Al brought his face right up to Subaru's. His cold helmet bumped into Subaru's forehead, and a small warmth could be felt through the firm feeling of metal coming from Al's forehead on the other side. For a moment, feeling himself pierced through by his invisible eyes, Subaru held his breath. In a city occupied by the Witch Cult, there is a man who's killed a Witch Cult Sin Archbishop. Aside from someone who meets that condition, who else can raise the hopes and expectations of people? Aside from you, bro, the only person who's able to do that is Reinhardt, and you're the only one here. Getting hit with another bump to the forehead, Subaru stumbled backwards, 
Watching Subaru back away with his hand on his forehead, Al shrugged. I'm of the same opinion. If anyone can do it, it can only be Natsuki-kun. Anastasia. Saying this, Anastasia looked down at Subaru, who was still in the same position. It was an expression that seemed to be lamenting her own powerlessness, all the while entrusting that hope to someone else. Only after seeing that expression did Subaru finally notice the great expectations that had been placed on him. Garfiel, you think so too? Eh, I don't know any details about you killing this in something of sloth. But yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. At Subaru's quiet question, Garfield scratched the short hair on his head. If there's a voice in this city that can become people's hopes, I'd say that voice be yours, Captain. If you really give it your all, I got a feeling you can do it. That's what I think. That was a baseless and tremendously heavy brand of trust. Surprised and holding his breath, Subaru clearly understood the magnitude of the fate placed in him. Looking back, he saw Anastasia, who nodded. Next, he saw Al, who shrugged his shoulder. As before, Garfield was still watching Subaru. When Subaru turned to face him, he nodded as well. Taking in each of their reactions, Subaru turned up his head, narrowing his eyes to the light of that weak light of the crystal on the first floor. He exhaled a long, deep sigh. They estimated him way, way too highly. He had felt it from Wilhelm, Julius, and Reinhardt as well. They had gotten it all wrong about Subaru. All wrong. They themselves were so much better, had worked so much harder, and were so much nobler than he was. Yet, as if it were a matter of course, they praised Subaru, offered him their help, and greeted him with such warmth. That fact had always tormented Subaru. When the person he respected, and the person he did not want to lose to, and the person he could never reach towards all gave him their affirmation, it was not just a simple matter of being overjoyed. It made him anxious. That someday, on the day his true self was finally exposed, he would surely disappoint them. Upon the realization that the real Subaru was actually pathetic, weak, and hopeless, surely they would be saddened and would regret the warmth that they had shown him. That was what he had always taught. And yet, Al, Garfield, and Anastasia had such expectations of Subaru. On the verge of being crushed by its weight, Subaru had pushed himself to his limit, and yet his limit had not been reached in slightest. And so, he kept piling on weight upon weight as he tried to live up to that expectation over and over. This was the road Natsuki Subaru had chosen. The road he had once promised to a single girl that he would take. Her only hero's road. But, one way or another, 
he was no longer just Horror Hero. What Subaru was carrying now was. If you do this, bro, from now on it'll be heroic reveries you're carrying on your back. Al suddenly give this warning to the silent Subaru. Watching Subaru's eyes drop, Al continued in a listless voice. You can never lose, you must only win. You'll take up their hopes, scare their expectations, and fight to show them a future of light. If you make this decision here, that's what you'll have to do. I can never lose. Huh. <sighs> Sounds like just how it's always been, doesn't it? Its weight is different. Your loss, bro, becomes more than just your loss. Subaru did not understand what Al was saying. Subaru's battles had always been this way. When Subaru lost, Subaru was not the only one who would be lost. Everything Subaru wanted to protect would be lost with Subaru's defeat. It had always been this way. It had never been otherwise. If defeat did not cost him anything, he would have had no reason to fight. Still, Subaru struggled on because there were things that could not be protected unless he fought. And after today, their numbers would swell to unbelievable proportions. Isn't that still how it's always been? Uh... Exhaling a sigh, he had made up his mind. The pounding of his heart, so intense until now, settled down as his vision cleared. Though he could not see Al's face, he could sense that Al was holding his breath, watching him with an astounding expression. <sighs> Anastasia, son. I'll do it. If my voice can make a difference, then leave it to me. Are you sure? Once you take on people's hopes... It's no different from what I always do. Hero. <laughs> it doesn't sound too bad, does it? Though, <laughs> honestly, it's kind of embarrassing to be calling myself that. Seeing Anastasia's worried expression, Subaru softly rubbed the tip of his nose. It's just a matter of being a hero. I already made my decision a year ago. Otherwise, I'll bring shame to the girl watching over me, and the girl whose back I'm watching. Is that so? Well, alrighty then. Boys like to show off at all times, after all. Anastasia smiled, and gave Subaru a light poke in the chest. Subaru was a tad taken aback by that reaction, since that might have been the first time he had seen Anastasia let down her guard and show her true emotions. With that feeling rapidly melting into his chest, where he had been poked, Subaru lifted his face. Thank you, Garfiel. Al, for helping me make up my mind. Saying this to the two at his back, Subaru followed behind Anastasia. Just what would he say while standing in front of the broadcasting meteor, he wondered. He still was unsure of what or what not to say. But strangely, there was no confusion or anxiety accompanying it. After all, it was just the same as usual, right? Because he knew that, just as usual, he had no choice but to show off again, right?